Gang, I want to tell you about legendary Austin photographer Todd V. Wolfson. Over the last 30 years, his work has appeared in such publications as Rolling Stone, People Magazine, Cream Magazine. He's shot 140 Austin Chronicle covers. He's won Best Photographer in Austin five times. He's shot such greats as Gary Clark Jr., Stevie Ray Vaughan, Jimmy Vaughn, Patty Griffin, Kelly Willis, Charlie Sexton, Spoon, Frank Zappa, John Doe, Daniel Johnston, me, and so many more. So if you're a band or an artist looking for new photos for promotion or album art, or you're an actor looking for headshots or a family looking for portraits or a model looking for new photos, or you're looking for new photos for your business or restaurant, or maybe you want intimate boudoir photos, look no further than Todd V. Wolfson. You can find him at Todd V. Wolfson Photography dot tumblr dot com or at todd v wolfson at gmail dot com that's todd v wolfson legendary austin based photographer let's get down Johnny, I'm your host. Welcome to the show. I hope you guys all had a good weekend, whatever it is you did this weekend. It was a very sad weekend in the Austin music scene, you guys. Uh, An old friend of mine, an old friend of most people in the scene, Nathan Olivares from the band Stupid Drama and from the television show Capsize, passed away. And uh, it was really, really sad news, man. Nathan uh, was a great guy. He was great. He was very supportive of so many bands. He was a really talented guitar player and musician and songwriter in his own right. And, uh, you know, he's going to be missed by a lot of people. You might remember him from being uh, the co-host of Capsize in the early 90s and uh, all throughout the 90s, pretty much, on Access Television. But he's back working on, I got to spend time with him when I was on Capsize a couple months ago. And uh, that was nice. And we've been in touch over the last decade or so since the advent of social media. We've stayed in contact pretty regularly. I uh, I posted an episode that he was on in 2019 with Dave Pruitt, where we were talking about capsize mostly, but we talk about Nathan's uh, Nathan's journey in music and Nathan's journey in life, and uh, it it's gets it gets pretty intense. But he actually breaks down and cries at one point because he's so grateful for all the years that he's had here playing in Austin. But we also laugh a lot. Like that guy really knew how to make me laugh. So Nathan Olivares, man, you'll be missed. We'll all be missing you. Um, All right. On a lighter note, gang, if you live in Houston, this Sunday, December 17th, I will be playing a solo acoustic show. My first solo acoustic show in a couple of years there at Shoeshine Charlie's Big Top Lounge. Uh, Anna Lamari will be opening for me and the band Stunt Driver will be playing after me. Doors are at eight. You can get tickets by going to the Continental Club Houston or going to the continentalclub.com backslash Houston. I'll put a link to the tickets in the in the text of this podcast so you can just get right to it. But come on out, man. Tickets are 10 bucks. I haven't played in Houston, as I said, in a long time. Sunday, fun day. I'm going to have a great time. I'm very excited to play. I just got a new pickup put on my guitar. So come on out. Definitely buy some tickets so I can pay for that pickup. <laughs> 
No, come on out. It's going to be a great time. Anna Lamar is a great songwriter. We've become friends. We're going to do a couple songs together. Stunt Driver is a great band. They're going to be fantastic. We can hang out and have a drink and watch Stunt Driver after the show. I'm really excited to do this. I'll put the link to the text in this podcast and uh, come on out to the show Sunday night. Gang, I have a great show for you guys today. Pam Peltz and Carrie Clark from the band The Living Pins are my guests on the show today. Their new EP, Let It Be So, produced by the great Frenchie Smith, is available now wherever it is you stream and download your music. They're joined on this EP by drummer Joey Shuffield, the great Joey Shuffield from Fastball, who I got to play some great gigs with this summer, and the great Bobby Daniel on bass, who is... Uh, He's played with uh, with Fastball. He's played with John D. Graham, Lou, uh, William Harry's Graham, Alejandro Escovedo, and so many more. Uh, the Living Pins, though, is Kerry Clark and Pam Peltz. They're the main people in the band. Pam Peltz is from 90s band Ursa Major. She goes back all the way to the 80s. She, she produced some early Daniel Johnston recordings. Kerry Clark is a dear old friend of mine. She was the co-leader uh, of 16 Deluxe. Uh, legendary 90s indie band who's been playing shows and I think they're going to be playing some shows in, uh, in, in, in January. Anyway, the Living Pins will be playing a show this Thursday, December 14th at Swan Dive right here in Austin. Find them at livingpins.com. Get tickets, go to the show. It's going to be great. I, uh, I've been trying to get Carrie on the show for a long time. We've been friends for a long, long time, but ever since I started the show, I wanted to have her on the show. I've had Frenchie on a few times just to tell the story of 16 Deluxe and whatnot, but then I read all this stuff in The Curious Mix of People, this great new book. If you haven't read it yet, it's about the Indian punk scene in the 90s here in Austin. Features uh, Pam's band, Ursa Major, but a lot of it is focused on 16 Deluxe as they were one of the bands that broke out of that scene and went on to be on Capitol Records and do nationwide tours and all this stuff. But uh, we have a really great conversation. Their band, The Living Pins, and their new EP, Let It Be So, and their last EP, which featured the song Oh Yeah, which was played by Simon Laban and Rodney Bingenheimer on their on their radio stations. And it was one of the favorite songs of 2022 from KUTX. Their newest single, Airplane, which I'll play on the show. Absolutely fantastic tune. You're going to hear it in just a second as soon as I stop talking. Uh, these are great EPs. Their last EP is called Freaky Little Monster Children. And uh, go check out that single, Oh Yeah, and Let It Be So, the EP that's out now. Fantastic. Go to livingpins.com for all of your Living Pins needs. And without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with the phenomenally talented and extremely cool Pam Peltz and Carrie Clark from the Living Pins. Let's get down. Let it be so. You guys play. You guys have played a lot of shows. I looked at your thing. There's a lot of posters, a lot of nice, cool posters. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Pam makes some of the nice, cool posters, but then other people have made really cool ones too. Yeah, in this band, they are mostly made by other people. There are a few venues where uh, the the task falls to me. Yeah. yeah, I like the Far Out Lounge posters. What's her name? The poster artist that. Does all the Far Out Lounge posters. I forget her name, but she's awesome. And then there's like Hotel Vegas has their look. 
yeah. too. Where it's like, I kind of like that. Where it's like, if you see a poster that looks like this, you know it's Hotel Vegas. And if you see a poster that looks like this, you yeah, know yeah. it's at the far out. And I think that's really cool. I like cool. that. Yeah. It's very helpful. Branding. I have a, a do you ever feel uh, every once in a while there'll be a show? Like I played at the Volstead next door to the uh, uh, Hotel Vegas. Yeah. Like two months ago. Mm-hmm. And there was like a DJ guy. And I, I did my my show with my friends and then all of a sudden everyone was like 17 years old <laughs> and like i i was like oh oh god i like i probably shouldn't even be here <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm not touching anyone you know what i mean like i didn't do anything to anyone there is a that feeling that's a uh it's good to know that that places are open to all ages yeah i think that's so a- to speak Right? I have oh, so they were actually 17. They didn't just look 17. No, they looked 17, but they were probably 21. Okay. Yeah. Screaming. Or 30. Uh, like, <laughs> like, like when the ladies see each other, they scream at the top of their lungs. Right. Level. It changed really fast. Like in, the, in, in about 10 minutes. No yeah. exaggeration. Whoops. Yeah. Oops. I, I kind of like that trend, Sorry. though, of DJs after the rock band. Me too. Yeah. It seems very, um, seems very london it you know because yeah rock shows end earlier in london so people can catch the tube home or for whatever reason did you live there no just you know observation from when i have been there yeah as a visitor yeah yeah you guys this uh this ep is great your music is fantastic oh it really is like it's it's fuck i'm not the first person to say it i went through all of the the praise page in your on your website. <laughs> the praise page. <laughs> no, it's great. Even Simon Lebon with all these different quotes. Simon. How was that meeting him? <laughs> oh, <laughs> best thing that happened last year. Yeah. Maybe. Do you agree? Yeah, I, totally, yeah. totally, and entirely. Yes, it was highlight. <laughs> it was <laughs> surreal. You, well, so surreal. people listening can't see the smiles on our faces. No. It's like ear to ear, Carrie and yeah. I right now. He, he's such a nice man. Were you guys, either of you, Durannies? In the, you were? Totally and entirely. So it was really fun for me to post on social media to all my high school friends. Yeah. They, they got it. Yeah. 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 And it was so funny. <laughs> After that happened, if I would tell, you know, anybody like, like people at work or around town where it's like, if they were under the age of 40, they didn't get it. Yeah. But if it was a woman who went to high school when I went to high yeah. school, or they a, were like, oh my God. Yeah, or a dude. Or like, a dude. We're the even. same age. It was just like, oh it, my yeah. God, yes. Yeah. 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 You know, Anar was their tour director. That is actually one of the things that got us uh, back there. It was more, well, sort of. It was the first thing that we thought of. It's like, you know what? We should, because honestly, yeah. it was just like, wow, how are we going to get to see <laughs> yeah. this show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. that was one of the first seeds that was planted. But yeah. then Pam <laughs> worked her magic. Pam is like the behind the scenes, like. I'm starting to get nervous. What'd you do? Energizer bunny <laughs> behind all of the good things that happened to the living pins. It's just great. Uh, yeah, nothing. Um, nothing nefarious. Nothing nefarious. <laughs> I just get a gut feeling sometimes about like, oh, I need to send this message right now, or oh, now's the time to make a phone call. Like, I don't know where it comes from, but um, it's like some little clock in my stomach, and boom, I think of what to do, and I'm like, 
I'm glad I got that message. I can't call it up or anything like sure. that. Okay. It, it, it just, just happens. happens. Yeah. When the shit goes down, you're ready is basically what happens. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what did you do? Oh. Um, can you say it? You just, yeah. you know. Called somebody? Just called somebody. Messaging okay. and Message calling somebody. and stuff like was that. It, but I was trying to get to, did you like DM Simon and he wrote back like. Uh, no, not Simon. Oh, I love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Protecting my sources. Okay. That's right. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Man, they're cool. Yeah. And they sound so good. I, I didn't see them, but I've seen. They're footage, amazing. Even phone they're amazing stuff. still. Yeah. And their show's amazing. And it was just like, oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Full yeah. on great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So you guys started doing this thing in the 90s as a side project over 25 years ago. Yes, exactly. <laughs> did you ever record then or just? We did. Yeah, we recorded a few songs over in John Croslin's oh, cool. um, little backyard studio. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember what he, he had? I think it was like a eight track one inch. And uh, I think you're right. Yeah. It was in, in his little backyard studio. And yeah. And so on the very famous CD, the Wheat album, the Wheatsville uh-huh. album, yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got a track yeah. on that. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From that when, was, like 97 or something? I think so. Probably. I think that's right. Yeah. That sounds right. I remember Ursa Major. I, I, I'm, I must have seen you. Mm. Where did you guys play? Hole in the Wall, Electric Lounge. Yeah. Um, this would be the, the main place. Oh, uh, Bates Motel. Mm-hmm. That was a fun place to play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Places along those lines. It was um, Andy McGuire played bass okay. and Susie Martinez played drums. Andy McGuire is who was the spoon. Right. Yes. She was on uh, the first. first spoon. Yeah. First, first spoon, spoon stuff. Yeah. That was awesome. That book was great. We're not in the book. I, I mean, I don't, I shouldn't be in the book, but I was mad I wasn't. <laughs> I was surprised you were. There's no reason. There was one point where I got so mad at Frenchie. He, he's like, oh yeah, man, there was a scene going off at Whole Foods, Brody Oaks. And it was like me and, uh, and Cindy Toth and uh, I think Brian Beatty. Yeah. And I was like, and? 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 And Johnny Gowdy? No, he left me out. Anyway, that's how I knew Frenchie, though. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Back in the day. That's how we met before you guys had your band and everything. Wow. Yeah. So were you mad you weren't in the book? Honestly, I hadn't looked to see if I am yet. I guess that's what you do is you pick up the book and look at the index or something like that. And you see. But um, what is funny <laughs> is we played the um, the book release show right, at right. Parlor on the 28th, which was an amazingly fun show. Yeah. Gosh. It, it was, was great. great. But I, after our set, I was walking through the parking lot and this guy came up with the book and said, will you sign my book? And I'm like, I don't even know if I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. But yeah, it was funny. Chepo was saying that there were there were some people who were jokingly like, "Dude, I'm not in the book." But then there were some people that were that like, were really "Dude, bad. I'm not yeah, in yeah. the book." It's like, slow down, cool your jets. It's gonna be. Uh, what did they say they were gonna do a series out of it, like a documentary series? Yeah, yeah. Because isn't I'm that excited. where all those interviews came from? Yeah. 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 So I'm excited about that. I'm sure they'll throw other things in there too. Yeah. It was interesting hearing your side of all of that in that book. My side. Like just kind of like, yeah. Cause I mean, if you, someone that hangs out, has hung out with Frenchie a lot, I mean, you and I spent time hanging out together. Yeah. And I'm sure I heard that side at that time. Cause you were kind of like 
in that sort of restructuring your life phase. Yeah, after it was going like, okay, machine. I have quit 16 <laughs> Deluxe. Who am I? Yeah, what is yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's like you, a big, it was like a big divorce, yeah. you know? And afterwards you're just like, I, 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 uh, uh, I don't know what I do anymore. Yeah. And I went through a chunk of time where I was like, I am not going to play with any pedals. I will play with a distortion pedal. That'll be the one thing that I have. And it was just like this denial. You're just chomping away there. It was just this pure denial of what I like to do. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was fun. But when Pam and I got together for this iteration, it was just like, I think, QQ kind of brought it back a little bit where I was just focusing on guitar playing and then coming back. And it's just like, I'm just going to do me. Yeah. And me is a ridiculous amount of pedals and yeah, that thing that yeah. I like to do. Yeah. That hopefully doesn't sound like the same thing. No, no, no. It's, it's, know? it's, it's that, that person yeah. later on. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm hoping where it's just like, you know, we're still, ourselves but it's all like in this this sweet new configuration these songs are so good do you write them together we do you do yeah um pam pam usually you come up with the the root of the song yeah some some little groovy kernel but then i i share them with carrie and carrie (laughs) well it's our phrase we've said it before carrie uh puts on a lab coat and knits little sweaters for them (laughs) We have these little, these little songs, these fuzzy little, these little precious kernels of songs, and then they need little sweaters put on them so that they feel good. And do you work them out just the two of you with guitars and no rhythm section or anything? Um, I program some rudimentary beats with a garage band and, um, you play bass and I play idiosyncratic (laughs) (laughs) idiosyncratic drum beats that real drummers can't play because they don't have enough arms (laughs) and then weird bass lines that go along with the drummer with too many arms. Yeah. Like when you're programming (laughs) drum beats and you're not a drummer, Mm -hmm. it's, it, it, it could go horribly wrong because you have no idea whether somebody could actually play it or not. And so, you know, humanly with yeah, given you know the four limbs yeah that that we're born with yeah anyway. you you got a great superhero though to do it indeed one of my favorite <laughs> guys yeah, yeah Joey yeah. Sheffield yeah oh man yeah Joey and Bobby yeah Bobby Daniels uh, it's, elevated that whole recording experience that was so fun is Bobby still does he still run. I don't yes. see him. He does. I don't yes. see him on the trail. I guess we switched. One of us has switched times, or so. I used to see him every single day. And really? Yeah. Wow. Running yeah. people, the rockers who run. There's <laughs> there are a lot surprised. of rockers who run. You'd be surprised. Liam Gallagher's a runner. I I don't run. I walk. I used to run, but it just it hurts. Well, there I don't go. do anything to like. I don't push Maybe it all Bobby the way. Maybe Bobby doesn't anymore. want to be seen with walkers. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, dude. You're a walker now. I'm going to go find some other people who run. Yeah, look out. Keep that. Here, you can set it on that machine. You can just set it on that. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Pam, you're being so delicate with it. I've never seen anybody be so respectful toward that machine. Usually people come in here and spit on it. Like, why do you still have this? It's got all this. Because it's fun. (laughs) It's got so many sliders, and it looks like it makes, like, really nice lights if you plug it in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm respectful of things that look like that. But 
again, when I see sliders like that, I have in my imagination when if I'm a rock star millionaire living in a castle in Scotland, I will have a, a nice soundboard, a nice mixing board yeah. with all those things. And on each slider, I will have a tiny pygmy marmoset. <laughs> <laughs> and it's their individual job. So I'll to have like it. 24 pygmy, pygmy marmosets, ideally, so that that can be automated. Okay. You, I like with grapes. Are you going to knit little sweaters for them? Of course that we will. It'll be Scotland and they'll be cold. <laughs> Can't have a chilly Weirdos. pygmy marmoset. They've got work to do. So what made you get uh, Joey and Bobby? That's a good question. Oh, that was Carrie's so. brilliant idea yeah. to ask um, Joey. Yeah. Um, I think that Fastball didn't have anything scheduled during Festival Week this year in March um, 2023. And so we thought... Wait, I thought they recorded a record. Well, they didn't know <laughs> oh, they, they were doing <laughs> that. Yeah. I was like... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so um, Joey said yes, and then all of a sudden he was playing with... <laughs> Uh, some shows with us and also <laughs> recording a live album yeah. the same week. So And then Bobby was playing in like two other bands. Yeah. And it was just great. But then like our our MO for I guess for the last two years has been like, you know, play festival week and go into the studio right afterwards because it's kinda oh, like um you're just, you know, you're tight, you've been playing, you know what works, yeah. you know what doesn't work and it's just like it just it feels really good. So we've got enough songs to do an album after this year's festival week. So that's wow. That's that's, that's like the, the goal. vision, the yeah. goal. Yeah. Because EPs are awesome and they are entirely uh, affordable to make to record yeah. four songs at yeah. a time or two songs at a time, one chunk of time. Well, and not two that you don't get paid yeah. back for immediately for the record. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For what? For the recording. Like, they don't buy your album right away. Maybe they're doing it for you guys on Bandcamp. But oh. I've noticed a huge dip in sales <laughs> <laughs> over but, the last two decades. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Bandcamp, we're, it's just like, it's not, uh, I wouldn't say this is not a um, a, a revenue generator <laughs> by any means. No. So I think anybody that's in music for, oh, we were talking about, the other day about how it's interesting that it it's it seems like a lot of venues in Austin, not all of them, but it seems like a lot of venues feel like they are providing the band a service to allow them to play in their club. So it's like that thing where it's like, oh, you need to pay for a sound man and oh, you got to tip our, yeah, yeah. our door guy. And I'm like, wow, that is really alien to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. So it's like, diff- I'm sure different pay to play than L.A. in the 80s, right? But it, it oh, God. yeah. I played with those guys this summer, Fastball. Yeah. And uh, man, watching. Oh, like on tour, like, like, like live shows with them? keyboards and guitar. Oh, like why, did I not, why did I not I know that? I didn't many. And oh I man! Do, I didn't do it here. They're trying to figure out what they want to do live. Yeah, is the thing, like, yeah, yeah. and they can't, they can't figure out if like the tracks or the super expensive, like crazy badass keyboard player or like a homeboy that can kind of do everything that right. they need. And I, I don't know. I, I, when I talked to Tony the other night, it seemed like he's getting closer to figuring it out. Yeah, 
but so it's where, weird that where the, did you where did you so keyboard like in, and extra guitar extra guitar and backing vocals and uh in like pittsburgh and well uh, was uh michigan wow hey hey all right i got that to fix what were we just saying because it was important before the thing i don't remember yeah. we're, hey hey <laughs> rosie no okay <laughs> i was gonna we... ask this one thing okay we were Is talking yes being go a, ask the thing it's, it's, you know it's just hard like when you're a single dad and you you kind of think of yourself as like oh you know i've raised some dogs before but there was a mom too so it was like half the stuff but i'm like half the time i don't enforce the rules half the time i you know what i mean mm. i'm terrible <laughs> she's looking longingly <laughs> at you yeah I know. well she also she loves ladies oh, like she she's a girl's girl she's a girl's girl okay Okay, Pam, Rosie, everybody Pam loves you. You're the prettiest girl. girl in the room. We know. We know you're the prettiest girl in the room. So uh, what what brought, how did you guys re, rekindle? Like, how did how did you guys, <laughs> what was it that sparked this flame to start out? Because well, we never, like, disbanded. Right. Yeah, we just, um, our uh, bass player and drummer kind of moved away. Yeah. And um, we just sort of stopped playing. And we were at a, cocktail party at Lyman's house at Lyman's house yep in the kitchen uh, maybe scooping ice or something like that (laughs) and um I think you said why don't we play anymore and I said I don't know why yeah it was Gary Gary Chester from Ed Hall from uh, we are the asteroid now but Gary had asked us and then I asked Pam and we were like I don't I guess we should play. Yeah. <laughs> and then and what the happened, pandemic happened. What happened to QQ? It it kind of just... Yeah, QQ. So... Uh, I saw you guys at End of an Ear and yeah, bought your... I've got your album on vinyl. No. It was really, it was really great. Um, it was a really great project. Like, looking back retrospect, it really got me focused on guitar playing. Right. You know? Because it's like... It's a good band. It was a good band. And Mar- you did an interview with Mary Streepy. I did. And Mary Streepy That's right. realized that, hey, if you are going to go full on and commit yourself to a band, that's a lot of work. Yeah. And if you want to go full on and commit yourself to being a painter and a visual artist. It takes 100%. That's a, it takes yeah. 100% either way. You can't do both. Yeah. And... um. I think she was she she was making up her mind pre-pandemic, but the pandemic was like a nice, yeah. It was a clean clean way to to break, and it was so funny because we were gonna play ABGB that festival week, mm-hmm. the like, and then everything shut down like right before South by Southwest right, right. that one year. Yeah, so we were gonna play like, hey, this is gonna be us coming back with our new thing, and. Then we did our new thing uh, in the studio, and yeah. we recorded that with uh, we recorded the Freaky Little Monster Children. A great ti- yeah. album title, by the way, EP oh, title. Yeah, fucking yeah. great. <laughs> it's it's a lyric from the song Raven, right? And we actually did the same thing with this EP. Like we don't have a song called yeah, Let It Be Aeroplane. So, but it's yeah. a lyric from Aeroplane. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a great song too. By the way, uh, Jeff Copas, you were going to say yeah, Jeff yeah. Copas did the recording on the first album. Mm-hmm. or first EP. Yeah. Um, and that was great. That was a really, really, it was a great thing to do during that time. 
What was you that know? during the pandemic? During the yeah. pandemic, okay. yeah. And so, yeah, it was just a wonderful thing to focus on. But yeah. it was still pre-vaccines. Uh, and so we were like, okay, right. none of us are going to go outside <laughs> at all for two weeks before recording. And we're going to wear masks. You know, nobody knew what to do. I know. I nobody know. knew what to do. And it was, it was all good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So you guys were working and making, writing these songs during that time? Yeah, yeah, we did one song, uh, Jaguar, was written, or was brought into the studio to be finished. The other songs were already finished. Yeah, we had already uh, played those live in some configuration. Yeah. And then we needed a fourth song. We had other songs, but it was sort of like to commit to multi-tracking and, and calling something actually a song. Right. We decided to, to, to write a new one to fill that slot, and that was Jaguar. Yeah. But I think we recorded that like in September and October of 2020. And then the EP came out like in spring of 21. Yeah. 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 It was fun. Can and I, lots of singles. We, 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 did, we did the singles thing then too, which was fun. Right. Yeah. Are you, is that Christmas song yours? Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. More Christmas songs to come. Good. I'm yeah. all for new Christmas music because I, I can't. I can't do those anymore. The older I can't, ones? I can't. The vintage I can't song. Jingle Bells or like any of that. Like it just like, I'm just like, oh God, come on, man. We need some more Christmas we songs. We need new Christmas songs. Well, I'm super inspired by um, what the Beatles did every Christmas for their fan club. Right. And I, I heard those first maybe at a very impressionable age when I was in a band called Minus Grace. A friend of mine who was a DJ had a Christmas party and played those, and I'd never heard the Beatles fan club recordings for Christmas before. And I'm like not a Christmas decoration person or anything, but I right. love a good song. I love a good laugh. Yeah. And I thought uh, somewhere that just like got into my bones, and I'm like, you know, it, whenever I have the opportunity to do something fun for Christmas yeah. as a band or as a musician, yeah. I'm going to jump yeah. on that opportunity. Totally. Yeah. So we did a we did a Christmas like a a really low budget phone video the year before for a song called London Town, which has since become part of our set. But it was a Christmas greeting, and then last year we actually went into the bubble with Frenchie. Yeah, and it was just me and Carrie and Brian the drum machine, and I, <laughs> I played. You bass. played bass on that I played one. Bass yeah, on yeah. It. and um, so yeah, we did an actual like uh, Christmas song that can get played on the radio because. Because Frenchie recorded it. Because Frenchie recorded it, <laughs> right, right. exactly. He did that's a really been, great production job on it. Yeah. That's been super fun. I think, you know, um, Frenchie and I have known each other forever. Yeah. And Pam yeah. has known Frenchie forever. And we're just, it's just so comfortable. Yeah. You know? I was going to ask it's that. So like So comfortable. Yeah, after working with someone for so long. And also, like, seeing them go from, you know a guy probably with a four track cassette recorder that didn't really know exactly what, what he was doing to like, yeah. 2023 Frenchie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's pretty unbelievable. Well, it's that, that nice thing is like, uh, when you're, when you have, uh, an obsession, yeah. right. And just, I cannot obsession, believe, drive, yes, I cannot ambition, believe, yeah. it, all of that, Take away any of the negative connotations of those words. And it's like, yeah, it's like obsession and ambition of like, this is what I want to do. What do I, what choices do I need to make to make this happen? Yeah. You know, and it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of choices. Yeah. 
for for being in the music business for sure. Yeah. I, I saw, I, I was working with Awesome Music Foundation for the last few years and we've been doing this recording with him where he gets like five to seven bands every year. Each one has two days to record two songs. And I've watched him, his, uh, trying to think of a way to not make it sound sexual. But <laughs> That's okay, Frenchie would he say never goes something limp, really bro. rude. Like he never goes limp. <laughs> Like the guy, like I'm Richie like would totally I'm half asleep, that. like whining, like oh we've been here two days in a row. I think I'm gonna come in tomorrow at like five, and he's like, they're hours after me. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. what the hell? It's and he's always in the same level of of uh. Well, how do you, yeah? Um, I couldn't energy. agree with you more. Yeah, he's it goes back to enthusiasm. Inspired. Yeah, enthusiasm, yeah. genuine, genuine yeah. enthusiasm, and. And I like that's what I that guy's it. like when he's not on drugs. You know what I mean? Like you're like, yeah. oh Jesus, man! Like I, I feed off of it too. Yeah, that's what, you know, I there's so many reasons why I like <clears throat> recording with Frenchie, but one of them is that energy level because if I'm around somebody like that, I'm plugged in too, and it's it's yeah. great. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, going back, just the the. Um, I don't know. What is it? The lineup, the lineup for this EP. Yeah. It was just so fun and so pro, you know, yeah. having Joey just one take yeah. <laughs> Joey, you know, and yeah. having it be awesome. And Bobby one take Bobby and having it be awesome. And then the rest of the time was left for us to play. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It was just great. That's so fantastic, man. I look forward to whatever you guys do next because this is like, it's a really special project, right? Doesn't it feel that? You, we've all done enough stuff where you can kind of tell if something's happening or it's not. Like in the first yeah. couple months, you're like, yeah, this isn't going to work, man. I'm out, guys. I've done that quite a few times as, yeah. a, as a grown man. Yeah. Like I've been like, I know we just wrote like six songs, but I don't, this isn't, this isn't going to go anywhere. I don't yeah. want to sit here doing this anymore. Yeah, this recording, it was so funny. Like right when we got we got the mixes and we're listening to it, getting it ready for, for mastering and and Pam and Frenchie and I were like all in this text thread going, this is really good. I feel really great about yeah. this. This was so fun. I feel really proud of what we did. Oh my God, you're so great. No, you're so great. No, we're so great. And it's just, yeah, it just feels like... Um, fun yeah and i think i'm i'm hoping i think it comes across in the ep it just yes I mean, it does yeah it does. didn't simon lebon say that too oh that's right like it sounds like people having fun recording it fucking does yeah he said that about um the oh that yeah that was before this yeah. ep uh he played us on his sirius xm radio show whoosh um i think it was august of 2022 he played the song oh yeah and he was so complimentary it was that song's great though you know what i mean just it was yeah you could have knocked me over while i was listening to what he said because it was so incredibly nice and and it felt very enthusiastic and heartfelt and he specifically said that it's he said it sounds like they're having so much yes yeah that comes through on that record and we do yeah great Yeah. yeah yeah It comes through on all the songs. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you just played with my friend Christy, too, who I adore. She's amazing. Yes. Love her. We play together. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
And what? Well, oh, she mentioned that for years. Uh, yeah. For years, um, for like twelve, no, thirteen, fourteen years, I've had an all-female band. It just doesn't play very often. Um, but it's Kathy and Dominique and usually whoever their drummer is. <laughs> <laughs> but it, Christy. Then and now it's Christy. Yeah. yeah. And and we've started working on some new tunes like writing me and her and Dominique. Oh, cool. A little bit, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I love her. I love her as a person. I'm glad she moved here. Yeah. yeah. And I bet she sounds great with you guys. She did the uh, parlor show, the Curious yeah. Mix of People yeah. show with us. It went really well. She and Bobby were uh, the rhythm section. and They they played together the, once before, like yeah. one practice before. It's like, just, again, a level of professionalism where it's just like, and she's just so good where it's like effortless. Right. It's like, oh, I get it. You want me to play a groove like T-Rex. And it's like, there we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, pop. Yeah. Yes, she's right there. I, did you guys go to the musical? I did. Yeah. I Wasn't didn't it make neat it. watching? Like, did you see the, the video? Like, there's a video of her behind the audience facing the crowd so that the people on stage could watch her count off before they started singing. Oh, I don't know if I had a good angle on. That. I spent so much time at that at that play like this, like <laughs> watching the, the video from the back. So we're yeah we're talking about head over head heels. over heels the Go Go's music at, yeah uh, Zach Scott yeah. theater yeah that was it's cool really that the band fun. was like on stage and like it was mm-hmm. it was really cool yeah I guess it's also because Kathy was in the band because she told she said that that in the other productions that, that you can't see the band yeah. But Austin. Austin. Well, because Kathy was, because it was, it was never them. I think they were the band at maybe the first one for a song, like oh. the whole Go-Go's group. Oh, wow. When it opened on Broadway. But here she was the house, the musical director and stuff. That's anyway. so cool. Yeah. It was a really good, it was fun. It was, it was beautiful. I love yeah. the costumes and the set design too. Um, well, what's your, where are you from, Pam? I'm originally from upstate New York. Oh, nice. Yeah, but I've lived in Texas ever since I was in high school, basically. So, When did you come on the scene? Because there's, did you produce some songs for Daniel Johnston? I did. Were you guys friends? Um, yeah. Whatever. Uh, we became you could friends be, because yeah. of that. Um, actually, I was friends with um, Dave Woody and from Texas Instruments uh-huh. and Bill Anderson from Poison 13. Mm-hmm. And um, they gave me a I, okay, the story is, um, I think I was one of the first in our, what was a pretty small circle of uh, musician friends back then in the 80s. I had a Tascam 4-track. Oh, okay. And it was it was known, and I got a call from either Dave or Bill one night, and they were like, oh, we're hanging out with Daniel, and he really wants to record right now. Can we come over? And I'm like, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, they came over, my my little duplex over um, by the cemetery and um, we recorded Ain't No Woman Gonna Make a George Jones out of me and Casper the Friendly Ghost. Oh, wow. And um, I barely knew how to use my four track, but (laughs) that's all that, I had the skills necessary that evening. Yeah. (laughs) And I sang um, the the female spoken vocal on... um, one of the songs and we just pulled my my housemate Randy in to do uh the 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 guy vocal too so he just like he just happened to be walking down the hall or something and ended up on the recording 
Wow. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, did you guys end up doing stuff afterwards? Or? Um, what, I, were you part of that? Rosie, God, please. Sorry, guys. Um, were you part of like that whole Kathy McCarty, Glass Eye um, family uh, of music people? Only peripherally. peripherally. Okay. Yeah, I, I knew some people like that, but we didn't play a lot of shows together. Um, no, Daniel was more... Um, like somebody like somebody like Bill who's just kind of linked with Daniel's story right. is is a good friend of mine okay. and he got me into that the other interaction um recording interaction i had with Daniel was many years later i went um Ken Leak and i drove out to to his when he was living uh outside of Houston mm-hmm. and there was some kind of recording that got made of that but, okay um I don't even know what it was recorded on, so. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. He had an art show at my friend Bale Allen's studio. You were, yeah. And and Bale, whoever his people were at that time, he was like, you know, why don't you talk to Johnny and you can get on his podcast? And so we sat down and started talking, and I was just like, I don't, I don't know how I would like. It's a different kind of person, like in a way that I don't know. I wouldn't know how to do it. Is that bad? Like oh, I felt, no. I felt bad because I was like, "Dude, this would be amazing." <laughs> yeah. But how would I do this? Like, how yeah. would I do it without making it awkward for everybody? You know what I mean? <laughs> Daniel is unique. Yeah. He was very unique. Yeah. Yeah. I was lucky. I got to play one. It was probably one of the most wow. I can't believe I played with those people shows. Um, <laughs> At the cactus. You have a lot of those. I, I have a lot of crazy ones. And and it was, uh, I think, was it Gurf at Cactus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was like, he had... No, Griff. Sorry, Griff. Griff sorry, yeah. Griff. Had called somebody who called me and said, whoever can get a Fender amp down here, you can play the show with Robin Hitchcock and Daniel Johnston. And I was like, I'm there. <laughs> And the only reason I got the gig was because I'm like, I will be the first person to bring an amp. And um, yeah. And so it was, it was, um, gosh, I want to say probably like 2004, probably 2004, 2005. Wow. And um, Daniel was, he played everything on piano. Okay. And it just sounded like a roller coaster about to come off the tracks the whole time. And, it was amazing. And then, yeah, crazy. Robin Hitchcock. And yeah, I got to be there. That's amazing. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Carrie, where are you from? Um, I grew up in Manhattan, Kansas. Nice. That's right. The Little Kansas. Apple. Yeah. And so there was this, um, uh, the, the, the exodus out of Kansas. <laughs> People either went <laughs> north uh, to Chicago right. at the time, or they went south to austin and so a friend of mine actually was more a little bit older than me a friend of my sister's from high school had moved down here and um i just yeah manhattan kansas just had to get out (laughs) (laughs) and at the time uh lyman hardy was my boyfriend at the time wow Yes, Lyman Hardy had hair. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know he was in the army because his bangs were too long. But um, he was in the army of all things. So that all of that together just wow. is a mind blower. But um, he was from Texas and he was from Houston, and a friend of his was 
living in Austin, and we came down. So it was South by Southwest, I want to say, 88. Wow. And that was that the one that you played three times? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> that was the second one, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it was the first one. Was it the first one? The first one. Wow. But, um, it's all foggy. Yeah. And um, I was here for South by Southwest 1988, and I was like, I love this town. I just yeah. felt so normal walking around because I was not normal in Manhattan, Kansas. Right, right, yeah. And it was just this relief of just being able to walk around and go, I am really home and everybody here is just quirky and fine just with everything. Yeah. It was just really cool. Do you remember any of the bands that you saw at that South by Southwest? That I did. I saw Miracle Room. Who was that? Uh, that was the guy, some of the guys uh, that then became Crest. Okay. Um, so Miracle Room and I did see Ed Hall and I did see Glass Eye and yeah. And I think on that same trip, we went down to Houston later that weekend. Glass Eye was playing in Houston, and I was just like, "Oh wow, there were two women in the band." Yeah, and that was really really cool. Yeah, and and two women in a band, just being in the band. Right, like right. Not that that wasn't very common at that time. Where it's just like, no, this is just a band. Yeah, and Austin had that vibe. Yeah, of two, where it's like. We're just in the band. It's not a big deal. There was a lot of bands like that here, I noticed, back then. The Reavers. Even the Reavers, yeah. and uh, Meet Joy. What was the band that Grains of Faith, remember that band? Like a guy, no. Joe McDermott was a guy. Oh, man. I remember, I remember seeing flyers. Yeah, yeah. Don't remember seeing them. I yeah. probably saw them, but yeah. What, uh, what brought you to Austin, Pam? University of Texas at Austin. You went to school? Yeah. There? What'd you go to school for? Um, radio, television, and film. Oh, actually. awesome. Did yeah. you graduate? I did. And what, uh, tell me about that. Like, did you, do you make films? Do you, um, are you in film? The, the, the skills I learned in film school, I use constantly um, for social media. Uh -huh. But um, when I was in an undergraduate, I was in bands too the whole time and when graduation rolled around honestly I thought it was uh, making music was a lot more fun and just spoke to me immediately yeah. and film seemed a little bit more like a job yeah so I decided to uh, throw my my chips into the the music pot and um, I never worked professionally in film that's funny because I graduated UT theater <laughs> and it was the same thing where yeah. it's just like I had this passion for theater. Love it, love it, love it. Part of the reason why I love playing live shows so much, just that that engagement. Yeah. And then it was just like, no, I'm here for the music. I will throw all my chips in that pot as well. Were you ever in stuff? Uh, no, I was always, uh, I did sound engineering. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and so I, I was never, I, I don't know. Actory. I was never actory. I was never actory. I also didn't have the look, you know, yeah. that people wanted. And it was the same kind of thing in, in high school and stuff where it's just like, okay, I'm really creative, but it's like, well, Carrie, you're not really what we're looking for. And so that was a weird thing about theater. So it's like, okay, I can do all this behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And then I started 
getting more and more into the Austin music scene. And I wrote one of my final papers on, um, uh, it's like theater of the absurd and Dadaism and, and, and how the butthole surfers were like the new wave of that. Yeah. And, um, at first my professor was like, you can't do that. I'm like, Oh yes, I can. And yeah. I actually ended up getting an A on the paper, which was great. Well, just Got the to, premise of it is yeah. good. And yeah. it was just like all of this stuff that I was learning about. I'm like, people are still doing that. It is just in, it's like, go see the butthole surfers. Yeah. And this is what it is. And now everybody would absolutely agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. <laughs> um, so then, okay, so you must have had some kind of self-esteem stuff then going on. For what? Just on yourself, like in oh, the, the pre-16 Deluxe era of your life. Well, oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what, what then happens to somebody, I mean, I know you. Yeah. But I'm, I wasn't with you through that experience. Yeah. I got to know you after it. We got to know each other after our sort of like the machine kicked us in the nuts. Yeah. Era. Of our <laughs> the careers. machine kicked both of us in the nuts. And then we met at Quacks and, and, and sat at the, the, the yeah. uh, oh, picnic tables. Quacks. We yeah. were That's we great. were part of the picnic table crowd. Yeah. yeah. And we were also like we had both at the same time, like you got kicked in the nuts and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Let me just go work at Quacks for a minute. And I was like, <laughs> I, I was the same way. I was like, oh, let me just go paint houses with Dickie Lee or when and like figure out who the fuck I am. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but in the in that situation, when all of a sudden you were received all this adulation and then people from the business were coming and saying things like you're the next Gwen Stefani, which I think a lot more highly of. I don't think lowly of her, but I don't I don't <laughs> think she's as cool as you are by any means. No, it was it was really weird. Um, but I mean, did you was it a mind Fuck, did you ever, oh, totally. did you ever become an, were you ever an asshole during that time? Do you ever believe it? I was, were you like, I'm the next Gwen Stefani, fuck you, get my coffee. No, I think that's, that's when I started abusing chemicals. Yeah. And I think that was, that was trying, trying to feel okay with all of that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was well, weird. I never thought of myself as somebody who would need to like dull down. But I needed to dull down. It was very overwhelming. So, yeah. yeah. I'm glad you made it through it because I know that those kind of things are, it's just so, it's like being a, a, a ball in the, like being a pinball. In yeah. The, like you just, you don't know what's happening next. Yeah. You know? and, and, you know, in terms of like overt femininity, you know, I, I was way way before there were all the pronouns and this and that i think definitely in my late teens through my mid-20s i would have definitely identified as they them right i, I didn't yeah. feel particularly feminine or particularly masculine and my sexuality was not a part of performance at all it was just like i I mean, 16 Deluxe, we were all kind of Muppets anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it was, there wasn't anything sexy <laughs> a, about 16 Deluxe, <laughs> you know? And um, it was weird. And then to have that <laughs> aspect of the industry kind of being the same as uh, being in theater, it's like, you're not quite what we're looking for. You That's know? a fucking awful thing to say to people. 
Yeah. But it makes you really tough after you go through it, right? Yeah. I you feel yeah, like you're super absolutely. tough now. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> yeah. And um, it was funny because we were talking, Pam came to the, the, the curious mix of people book release at the, at the library and um, just kind of talking about all the blowback um, where people really loved you in Austin until you like started oh, to make it and then they really Jesus hated Christ. you yeah. <laughs> and then they really hated you. Yeah. Um, getting a, a, that's I think what gave me a thick skin. Yeah. Where it's just like, wait a minute, last month you really liked me and now you hate me. <laughs> One time your, Ken Leak, your friend Ken Leak made me cry with what he oh. wrote with his words. I was just, I was, in fact, Andy Langer was coming to pick me up to go to a thing and I called him crying. And I was like, I can't take this anymore. People are all just really mean. It was nothing. I was just being a baby. And he literally was like, dude, if this is making you cry, you need to get out of this business and get it together. I'll be there in 10 minutes. I re- that, that was how he handled me. But I got it together. And I realized Ken Leak was just doing his job and I was being a baby. Well, that's probably when, like the most objective way to look at that when you're in a position where people can make fun of you publicly mm-hmm. you got to be able to roll with it because we all do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all make fun of everybody yeah sorry what were you gonna say oh no i forgot uh, yeah just weird times weird times and and all that to say is like you know how that translates to where we are now yeah. is like having done this for so long yeah. in so many different projects and then coming back to people that either we've known for forever or people that feel like we've known them right, for right. forever. Like when we met Christy, it was like, what? Yeah. Hi, yeah. okay, yeah. I understand you. I yeah. think you understand me. Um, yeah, there's just, you just realize it's like this This just is really fun. Yeah. And don't let anything get in the way of being fun. You can be serious about it. Yeah. And you can be, I don't know. Well, I mean, I just look at it as professional, yeah. right? You can be very professional about it. But ultimately, like at the end of the day, it sounds so cliched, but it's like, if this isn't filling your life with joy, yeah. then you don't need to be doing it because there's not a lot of time left. Yeah. You know? No. I think it, that's that's the beauty of getting past all of that youthful drama and you get to a certain point and it's like your your mortality isn't like this abstract morbid thing anymore. Right. Right. It's like, oh, it's coming. Between now and whenever, <laughs> yeah. I need to have a really good time and, yeah. and do things that are worthwhile. So Oh, well said. Yeah. Yeah. That's great to see. It's also great to see your friends that you've watched through this thing, you know. I've watched you now for almost thirty years. Yeah. Playing music. And to see that you that you can get better and better and better as you go. It's not just the first five years of your thing that people <laughs> are You like, know what I mean? Like yeah. like you really you've you, like this is this is like it's it still colors outside the lines mm-hmm. like you do, and I'm not I'm not excluding you. I'm just so much more familiar with with Carrie's work. I but get the it. fact that you're still able to do that and literally make the most accessible music you've ever made, yeah, like that's really impressive. Both of you guys. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it kind of reminds me. Um, I can't. Uh, I think it was Tony uh, post. It might have been Miles um, posted about. Uh, 
Tony Bennett, I think, and the fact that he um, he practiced every day. Yeah. He was like trying to improve his craft every day yeah. of his life yeah. up till the very end. Yeah. He was a guy that, like a singing guy that was like, it, the reason why he could still sing to the end was he didn't stop. He's yeah. like, man, if you, like, that's why I think Robin Zander from Cheap Trick, like, I'm like, it's probably one reason why that guy's voice is always so strong. It's like, they've never had the chance to go <laughs> on vacation. <laughs> to stop. You know, yeah. yeah. Or or the, you know, when I, I saw Echo and the Bunnymen, I guess, yeah. three years ago. And Ian McCullough was really, he made really smart decisions for the notes that he knew he couldn't hit anymore. Yeah. He picked the right ones yeah. uh, that he could hit. And it was just like, okay, it's like, you know, it's like, he's Ian McCullough. What are you going to say? And he sounds great. Yeah. It's like, do you want him to try to hit that note and sound bad? It's like, he doesn't want to do that. He wants to sound good. Yeah. And so bend, bent it a little bit to make yeah. it work. But yeah, crazy. Your voice sounds better than ever. Like strong. Oh my gosh. I've been from- singing so out of my comfort zone. Um, I was talking to Stephen Hall about that. So. I am singing in like the upper, upper part of my range Yeah, on a lot of these harmonies and yeah. on a lot of the new songs too, where it's like, mm-hmm. I, all my career I sing down yeah. here and it's like, now it's like, whoa, I need to like get that voice like somewhere between like the back of my throat and my forehead. And um, it's interesting. It's new. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the way it sounds, though. It's like, I love it when the voice just cuts above the guitars. Yeah. It's definitely an aesthetic to have the vocal in with the guitars, too. But there's something just really, really nice about just sailing over the guitars. Yeah. 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 Mid-range. Yeah. It took me a long time to get used to, like like, once I started working with real people, and not not just myself on four track, where they oh, put your voice you like in the Cheryl Crow position. And you're like, that is so. Why am I so loud? Turn it off. That's. But but then you realize like, oh, it, the song's about the melody and the words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the thing. And I guess going going back to the the EP, you know, having we we did the singles with Frenchie, we did the Christmas song with Frenchie, and. It, you know, Uh-oh. he went along with like, okay, we're co-lead vocal, right. even though. That's what it sounds like on there. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just, to find people that understand that. And I think that's hopefully is what, to me, that feels like 1970s. It feels like Cheap Trick. It feels like ELO. It yeah. feels like ABBA. It feels like all of that where it's like the vocals are just like, you yeah. know, and the harmonies are just as loud. Yeah. 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 I love it. I love it. Um, so are you going to do the next record with Frenchie? Do you know? I hope so. Yeah. yeah. I hope so. I agree. Yeah. He's just, it's just, if nothing else, it's like, I know that I'm going to have a great time. Yeah. I know that it's going to sound awesome, but mainly I know that it is going to be a really, really good time. Yeah. That's yeah. going to end up with something sounding awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. It's funny when, it's fu- just funny that, that when you sort of like, you're at a cocktail party and you used to have a side project with this person. You're like, why, why aren't we playing together again? And he's just like, okay, well let's do it. And then all of a sudden it turns into this real thing. (laughs) Right. You didn't think that it was going to be, you didn't think like Simon Le Bon would be like, here's the latest song from the living pin. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? Or Rodney Bingenheimer, for oh, Christ's sake. God. Jesus. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that. Oh, yeah. Rodney, Rodney Bingenheimer. Yeah. Oh, man. Twice, right? Um, or three times total. Yeah, for Aeroplane. But he uh, he spun our singles to... Christmas Tree. He did Christmas Tree on his I, Christmas show. I think um, so. My memory's foggy, but I yeah. know that he was spinning us for some stuff we did in 2022. Yeah. yeah. That's still so cool. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, my God. Amazing. Yeah. And then... There's some cool people that are playing us overseas. What was that? The Teenage oh, yeah. Kicks. Teenage Kicks is a, a great um, punk, post-punk, alternative, um, new wave kind of uh, show. I, I, right. Did I say UK already? I uh-huh. think I did. Um, and uh, he's on Mondays, uh, 10 p.m. UK time. So for 4 p.m. Texas time, I recommend streaming it. It's uh even if it's an episode that we're not on, he, he throws some new stuff into the mix. And I don't remember how we got on his radar, but um, I make sure that he has our stuff that, that rocks that I know that he'll like. But I can't tell you the thrill it gives me when I see just a social media post from Neil, who does the show. And he's like, on our next show, the Dead Kennedys, the yeah. Buzzcocks, and the Living Pins. And uh, I'm like, what? Ah, that is yeah. the reason why I do this. Yes. It's like tiny little moments like that. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That it's is so excellent. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Feels really good. And you guys, this is going to come out, I believe, the Tuesday before your next gig, which is, it's going to come out the 12th of December. So No, 12th of the, it was last month. Are you, aren't you playing Swan Dive on Oh, December wait. 14th? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thursday, I'm sorry. December I'm sorry. 14th. I thought you were saying that the EP was going to come out then. No, the EP's already out. The EP's when is out? the date yeah. that we are playing at the Swan Dive? For... It is, it's, it's the 14th, Thursday, December is. 14th. Yeah. Excellent. Swan Dive. Yeah. Um, they can come see you guys. They can find you at living... The uh, It's livingpins.com, but the band is The Living Pins. Correct. Right? Okay. And Let It Be So is the, is the EP that's out now. And Freaky Little Monster Children is the, is the original one. And you have a lot of singles. What else, Pam? I, I feel like did we we should know each other better. Not in the that was the creepiest fucking delivery of anything. I've ever said. No. Hey, Carrie, why don't you get lost? I'm gonna get to know Pam a little, a little better, better later. Here. Take the Bye. dog. Take the dog for a walk. <laughs> Let's go get some coffee. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, but you do you have any other musical things that you're currently involved in? No, I'm kind of dedicated to this. Right good. Now. Good. Yeah. You guys should because this is like it's worth it. Yeah. Sounds worth it to me. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty to do. And uh, yeah, there's there's plenty to do. We're both looking at each other smiling. There's so plenty to do. Lots to do. Yeah. Who is the, do you know who the band is at Swan Dive? Is it? Uh, The headlining band? No, no, no. You guys, like who else is filling out the bill? Right now. The band. Sorry. Oh, uh, right now it's it's a duo set from Carrie and I. And we play with Brian, the drum machine. That's. Is that pretty fun? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so um, <laughs> the rock band is true to the the recordings. Sure. It's like if you want a full-on rock experience, that is, you know, the band when we're playing with Christy and Bobby or we also played a show with Jeff Copas or Joey on drums, whatever the configuration of our rhythm section is at that time, it's going to be a rock show. Then we also have our duo set which we take the songs and we 
it's not like an unplugged, right? Right. I saw you had electric guitars. Yeah, yeah. Electric guitars and loops and a different approach to the songs. That's much more. What is it? Venus and Furs. Oh yeah. 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 So a lot more Velvet Underground. A lot more of that sort of thing. <laughs> I thought I, it I thought reminds me of like a a smoky student union in the nineteen seventies vibe. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, because when you said Venus and Furs, I didn't think of this song. I thought of this band from Rice in the late 80s in Houston, and I was like, well, it's interesting that she knows Venus and Furs. <laughs> <laughs> you meant this song. Yes, exactly. Um, all right. So uh, so that'll be on Thursday, December 14th. Where? Uh, what time do you play? Do you know? We're first. First. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So whatever that means in Austin, usually around nine, who knows? Do you guys find yourselves, make, it makes it hard for you to get out late? Like if someone's like, hey, I play at 1130 and you're like, oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I actually. Do you? I, I, you do I it. Go Pam out goes lot. out. I, I love riding my bicycle to rock shows. And I'll do some of the late ones if it's somebody I really want to see. Yeah. That's, that's so like old school Austin. Like that's so Thor. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, exactly. Like to see Thor cruising down Red yeah. River on his way to a show, and then Pam will meet up with him, and they'll ride down Red River together to go to the rock show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's so great. I don't have to worry about parking. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know. It. I feel kind of. I feel safe on my bicycle. I don't quite know why. Just um, like I'm. I'm invisible, and I can just get wherever I need to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, Stay safe out there because it is there, there are weird people. True. Now, now I'm like someone's grandpa. <laughs> Wear safe. your helmet. Be safe. <laughs> your helmet. Watch out for the weirdos. Um, a curious mix of people. This book, you're in it, Carrie. Yeah. Um, it is fantastic. I had a great time. It's a really fun read, and uh, you you're great in it. Oh, by the way, thank <laughs> great you. Great job. I know. All right. Thanks. You're the best one. <laughs> Um, thank you guys for doing the show. People can find you guys at livingpins.com. Let it be so is the EP that's out now. Go check out all their music. Carrie, Pam, anything else? Are you sure? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for doing it. Gang, that's the Living Pins. Carrie Clark, Pam Peltz, get out there and check out their latest EP, Let It Be So. Go see them this Thursday, December 14th at Swan Dive. Go to livingpins.com to find out all you need to know about Living Pins. I had a great time talking to them. That was fantastic for me. That was fantastic for me. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, listen, gang, when you're out there checking out livingpins.com, don't forget that you can subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you find podcasts, be it Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Stitcher. No, not Stitcher. Stitcher's gone. Stitcher's gone and also Google Podcasts is leaving. So if you're not subscribed, please go subscribe. Please go subscribe on Spotify. Leave us a rating. Leave us stars. Let us know how we're doing. We love being in contact with you. All right? Have a great week, whatever it is you're doing. Enjoy the rest of the song, Aeroplane, by the great band Living Pins and their new EP, Let It Be So. Let's get down, baby. Let it be so.